Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Rooted with Yams. You guys, um, you know, let's just cut to the chase. It's been a month. It's been longer than a month, but you're here now and I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back for another episode. This week's episode is very near and dear to my heart, especially right now because your girl has caught a case. Like I really caught a case. I am feeling hurt. I am like... This episode is really, really impacting me right now in the moment. And y'all know these episodes are just as much as they are for you. They are for me. So let's just jump into this week's episode, this week's rooted conversation about the fear of missing out. All right, you guys. So this season of my life, like I've really been prioritizing purpose over pleasure, purpose over pleasure. It's kind of been like my mission statement, you know, like if I want to do something pleasurable, I try to think back and reflect, have I attacked my purpose? Have I attacked my purpose? Have I done things I needed to do today? Have I achieved any goals before I start indulging in this pleasurable event moment? me time, whatever the case may be, right? Like I've really been trying to be an adult this season of my life, but I feel like it's been burning me. (laughs) And this weekend in particular, like I'm really, really mad about the way I organized my life. Like I really set myself up. I really played myself. I really, I I look like a fool because this weekend, y'all, Let me tell you about what is going on this weekend versus what I'm doing this weekend, okay? So, first of all, Toby from The SWAT. Shout out to him. I love Toby, his music, his visuals. Toby, Fat, Nell, like I am a huge fan of their music. Um, I have been for about a year now and I knew like this was his first tour, like a big major tour. So I knew tickets would be cheap. But I didn't get them. I didn't get tickets. And he's going to be in Houston. But I know I'm going to be out of town the next three consecutive weekends. So I knew I had to get a lot of work done this weekend. So I couldn't afford to make a six-hour drive to Houston for a concert and a six-hour drive back. Anyways, I'm missing Toby. I'm really... And it's hurting me. It is paining my soul, you guys, okay? In addition to that... The Millennial Tour is going on in Dallas, which is even a further distance from where I live. Fine. However, I have a friend going from here and Eola's going, so I could have gone with her. But like I said, I have things to do that I can't afford, like missing this weekend as well. And also, I thought they were joking when (laughs) I should have been getting my tickets and my life together. I thought it was a joke. I was like, B2K, pretty Ricky. They not coming back together, you know? And here I am looking stupid. In addition to all those things, AMEC is this weekend. And I told myself for the past two years, I missed AMEC last year, which was my first year missing it in three years in a row. In three years. I don't know. Whatever. It was my first time. And I was feeling it in my soul. I was like, I can't believe I'm missing AMEC this year. So I said, next year, I'm going to be there no matter what. And now, here I am, you guys. But it's okay. (sighs) I just feel like, like I'm really, 
I really caught a case of FOMO this week. Like it's all hitting me. I've known these events were going on for months, but it's just hitting me now, the middle of the week, that this weekend I'm going to be looking real foolish, trying to study, trying to work (laughs) when I know I should be elsewhere. I know I want to be elsewhere. So this just inspired me to have a conversation on FOMO, the fear of missing out. I believe that this is an important conversation to have, particularly on this podcast, in this space where we're about being and becoming the woman we aspire to be, becoming that woman now in the present. This is a critical conversation to have. We have to talk and address the fear of missing out because as we grow as women, we need to be growing into beings who are what? Secure, right? Don't we all want to be secure, confident, and independent? Secure, confident, and independent. And FOMO is one of those things that threatens those exact core values. When we experience FOMO, Our insecurities are literally put on display, even if it's just to me, like even if I'm only the one feeling insecure, I never told you guys how I'm feeling about it. It's still put on display in my heart. Like it's still, it's still displayed in my actions and my thoughts and like my fantasies and my sadness, my personal time, it's still put on display. Another thing, our confidence is depreciated. When we're going through FOMO, we're not allowed to be the confident beings we're created to be. It it depreciates our confidence and our sense of, of independence. And that dependent character is planting seeds of neediness. It's planting seeds of invalidation. It's planting these seeds in our spirit. So although it's natural to go through the fear of missing out on, you know, time to time basis, we have to understand that it's impeding our potential if we dwell in it for too long or if we dwell in it in an unhealthy manner. So let's just let's just have a little background check and let's really get into how we can not necessarily overcome the fear of missing out because it is a natural feeling. It is something that we're all going to experience, but how we can address it in a healthy manner. All right. So did y'all know that FOMO, the fear of missing out, is actually a form of social anxiety? I I find that like very fascinating because I feel like everybody would say they've gone through FOMO even if they don't believe that they're people who are experience social anxiety. But it's kind of like reverse psychology or kind of like the inverse effect. Social anxiety and FOMO, right? Because social anxiety, when you think about it, you think like being in a social and a social setting and you feeling anxious. But FOMO is you being in an isolated setting, feeling anxious. So I find that very interesting. So I thought I'd just throw that out there. And also to, you know, open our perspective a little bit when we think of some of these um, issues of our mind and issues that challenge our mind, think of it in a more dimensional way, I guess. So yeah, it is a form of social anxiety. So here I am being hella anxious about events I'm not even going to be at. It's just funny to me. 
Anyways, FOMO is like, you know, anything that's abbreviated, we tend to think of it as kind of new things, uh, maybe special to our generation or to young folks or whatever. But FOMO is actually ancient. I believe as soon as there was such a thing as a trade-off, like you win some, you lose some, as soon as there is ever an example in history about that, FOMO came to play, okay? Because whatever you're doing now that you had to not do to be doing, you're going to feel FOMO towards it, right? So if I think about it, ooh, ooh, biblical, biblical reference. Here we go, here we go. <clears throat> Damn, what's his name? Jacob. Jacob and his and his um, brother, when Jacob stole Esau's blessing, like, I don't know, Exodus? No, that's when they exit. Genesis. That happened in Genesis, okay? One of the first families, Isaac's kids, um, Jacob and Esau. Jacob took Esau's blessing from the fear of missing out, essentially, if you want to think about it the way I think about it. Jacob took Esau's blessing. His mama was trifling and was like, look, we already know how your daddy feels about Esau. He's going to give Esau his blessing. And Jacob was like, ooh, like, I don't know. I know it's something good. I bet it's something good. I want it. I need it. I'm going to be missing out if I don't get it. And isn't that how we feel when we go through the fear of missing out? We know like, or we anticipate that we're going to be missing out on something really good. That's exactly how Jacob felt. And so Jacob tricked his pole blind daddy. Pole Isaac had no idea what was coming. And Jacob stole his brother's blessing. Like that is so trifling. That's so childish, so disrespectful. And I'm sure God would have blessed Jacob if he didn't act so petty and stupid. I mean, he did in his own ways, but... You know, like, God still got you. This is Genesis. Y'all are real close to the man. Anyways, um, I'm not saying that <laughs> to say that we will be driven to this kind of madness because of FOMO. I just use this example as, as a way to say that it's nothing new. Like, this is a feeling that's been around since time began or since, I guess, sin came into the world because I'm sure... Adam and Eve didn't feel like they were missing out until they ate that stupid apple. Whatever. Anyways, so if you are experiencing FOMO or you like it's something that really brings you down, it's a feeling that really paralyzes you in some aspects, don't feel alone. Don't feel isolated. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel embarrassed. I think that's one thing I tend to do a lot. Like I want to act like, girl, I don't care. I don't care. I like being by myself anyways. I don't care. Like, those aren't my real friends anyways. Or I don't care. Like, I'm too grown to be partying and stuff. Like, you know, like I try to flex and front like it's not impacting me. Please don't be like that. Please don't be like that. It's not taboo to experience these feelings. It's not unheard of. It's not... It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's normal. Just like feeling sad, just like feeling happy, just like feeling nervous. It is a normal emotion that we're expected to feel as human beings. Yeah, so I just wanted to give that little bit of history. Don't, it probably not in the history books worded like, oh, the story of Jacob and Esau is a story of FOMO. No, but you know, just to tell you guys that it's been around and everyone goes through it. 
So now in the age of social media, in the age of like, like we are looking towards celebrities and really popular things like pop culture, that is the word. Now in the age of pop culture being our role models and our examples, I feel like FOMO is, it's severe in a way that there are more channels, like there are more avenues to foster this insecurity, to, there's more like breeding grounds for this insecurity, for this emotion. And that is where we have to be careful, right? When we are experiencing the fear of missing out, when we're dealing with this emotion, there's actually a deeper question that our spirit is asking ourselves, that our spirit is challenging us with. And I actually got these questions from a TED Talk that I will leave in the episode notes. It's an excellent TED Talk and it's brief, okay? But when we're experiencing FOMO, we're actually struggling to answer the question of, will I be remembered? So we're actually trying to find significance, love, and purpose in our life, in our presence, we're comparing ourselves to how other people will remember us. When we're feeling FOMO, we're feeling insecure of if people will remember us and even more so how they will remember us. Like if we're not, if I'm not at the millennial tour with my peers who I grew, like who we have this thing in common that these are the artists we grew up with, I feel like I won't be remembered as part of that in-group, right? That in-group who grew up listening to these musicians, that in-group who knows all the words to these songs and maybe no current songs, but you best believe Bobby Valentino, Mario Lloyd, I know all the words. And you know, we have a desire to be part of that in-group. So it does hurt a little bit, right? And Again, like with AMEC, if I'm not there, I'm missing out on the connections. I'm going to feel like, will I be remembered? Will I um, have the same opportunities to go to medical school? If I'm not there, will I miss out on connections, potential mentors, mentees, whatever the case may be? We all have that deeper meaning to want to be remembered, to want to be significant, and to want to have impact within our in-groups and maintain an image to our to our outgroups. So that's the deeper meaning, the deeper cause behind the emotion of FOMO. So there's nothing wrong with FOMO, but we need to be careful to understand that we are significant. We are valued. We are just as part of the in-group, whether we're at an event or we're not at an event. So... In summary, like I would want to say, we have to use this feeling. Feelings, feelings are, oh, my pastor said this one time, that feelings are supposed to be um, kind of like alarms, signals. They're, they're not your truths. They're just signals to that something you might need to evaluate something, right? So we need to use this feeling of FOMO to use it to help ourselves make better decisions and to plan for our happiness in the future or to reflect and to, you know, reevaluate some of where we've placed our value, where we've placed our significance. Because placing it in some of these things that we experience the most FOMO towards 
you will find that these things are all in vain or these things are very superficial and surface level. So it's just an opportunity for us to um, look within ourselves and reevaluate who we're allowing to give us um, confidence to make us feel secure and to um, who we're depending on, essentially. All right. In addition to attacking our confidence, our independence, and our security, some other things that FOMO, if not addressed responsibly, can bring about is a feeling of indecency, like you're not good enough, you're not qualified, um, a lack of rest. When you when you are living in this social anxiety, you can't rest. You can't. There's no rest where there is anxiety. Uh, a common trend with people who have been diagnosed with anxiety disorders, you see it. It's evident in their sleeping patterns. It's evident in um, tests that determine restfulness in a person. They they don't have it. They don't experience peace or rest. So it also keeps us from enjoying the present. If we're not careful, we'll be dwelling so much in what we're missing out on that we're not able to enjoy what we're actually a part of. And we're not going to be able to enjoy our present situation, our our present experience, our present environment. And God's not going to put you anywhere for no reason. So just as much as you're not there, there's probably reason for you being where you're at. So I feel like that's something we have to keep in mind. Don't allow FOMO to to strip you away from an opportunity to enjoy your present because this life is precious. So you need to find ways to enjoy any environment or circumstance you're in. Another thing that FOMO threatens is our social skills. Like I said, it is um, a social anxiety, a form of social anxiety, but a lot of people a lot of people blame FOMO on social media. And in reality, like Jacob didn't have no social media, but he was still experiencing the fear of missing out when it came to his brother, his brother's blessing. So social media is not the cause of this feeling. It's more of a channel. It's just, it's kind of just, like I said in the beginning, just a breeding ground for it. And in a way, the social media is supposed to be for connecting. And when we're going through FOMO, we are over-connecting. Like we're allowing something that was intended for good to be used for bad. So if FOMO is having a negative effect on your life, there might be an issue with over-connecting. There might be an issue with you placing too much regard in these in these social platforms, placing too much regard and too much importance and significance in an external appearance, um, a picture, a video, a stream, a live, whatever. Um, higher anxiety usually leads to lower performance. And it's evident that a lot of anxiety comes from like too much time on social media. So if you like put equal signs in between all of those or correlation symbols in between all of those, more overconnecting, more time on these connection platforms can lead to higher anxiety and can ultimately lead to lower performance, which can lead to lower self-esteem. And here on this podcast, on this platform, we're trying to be women 
who hold ourselves to the highest esteem and to who regard ourselves in the most beautiful, um, self-loving and most esteemed way. So don't let FOMO have these negative implications over your life, okay? We need to overcome. So let's jump right into how to overcome or let's say how to how to gain something from this feeling, from this emotion. How can we take this emotion, capture it and not just let it piss on us and drain us, but actually take it by the balls and do something with it. OK, first of all, we need to admit it. We need to admit it. There's nothing that could set you more free than releasing something, right? So we need to stop saying, oh, I don't care. I'm too low key, blah, blah, blah. Like the things I said earlier, we just need to admit it. Sis, it's not a secret. Everyone experience it, experiences this and a secret can only hold you captive if it remains a secret. So let it out, release it, open the gates of that cell and let the secret free. Let it free so it doesn't hold you to bondage, so it doesn't hold you captive, okay? So first thing, admit it. Not in your mind, but out loud. Like, I'm admitting this out loud that I'm, I've been dealing with FOMO damn near all month, okay? Let it out so it doesn't take you captive. The next thing that we can be intentional about to overcome this fear of missing out is logging off. And the key here, okay, before y'all get it twisted, please listen. The key here is to log off with love and purpose. There's there's so many times I see people talking about, I don't want to see that shit. Like, it's going to be all over my timeline. I don't care. I don't want to see it. Yada, yada, yada. And they're like, I'm blocking this person. I'm deleting Instagram. I'm deleting this. I'm, I'm logging off. Okay, fine. But your intentions are bad. You're still harboring negative emotions when you do that. So what's the point? There's going to be no healing that comes out of that. No restoration, no peace, no calmness because you logged off with ugliness. I sound like my teacher voice is coming out. That was ugly, sir. That was really ugly. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like you have to log off with love and purpose. Log off like in a form of like exhale, like you log off and you exhale, not you log off with your shoulders tense and your teeth clenched and like your veins throbbing on your forehead. Then you angrily pound the block button. No, you got to just be like, all right, Yamio, I know what effects this can have on me if I continue to overconnect in this matter. So I'm going to respectfully log off I'm so happy for my friends who are going to the millennial tour, but I'm going to respectfully take this time and be engaged in my moment, in my circumstance, in my situation, and stop dwelling in other people's environments. Stop putting my happiness in someone else's situation. Stop letting someone else's environment be in control of my anxiety. I don't want to miss what's going on now in my present. So I'm going to log off because I don't even want to tempt myself, okay? So you need to log off with purpose and with love. 
That's the second thing. And something randomly, it's not really a third thing, but I want to challenge us, okay? I want to challenge us to think about our experience in this way. When the feeling of FOMO arises, I want you to think, could you go to this event without your phone, without your camera, without your recorder? Could you go to this event with no form, no way of documenting it, and still want to be there? Think about it. Like if no one knew you went, if no one would know you were going or not going, would that fear of missing out still be plaguing you like this? Most of the time, I can promise you the answer is no. Because I know for me, like, there's certain things I know I just want a cute pic, or I know I just want the video, or I know I just want people to know that I was there, not necessarily like my heart wants to be there. For example, presently, I would be just as satisfied with a millennial tour streaming on Netflix as I would be if I was present. With Toby, on the other hand, like I kind of do want to be there even if I didn't have the opportunity to take a picture or anything because I actually want to meet these people and I actually like... I actually have high respect for Toby, Fat, and Nell. High, high respect. Like, I pray to God I get to meet them in real life one day. So, you know, ask yourself that question. If you couldn't document the experience, would you still have FOMO towards it? Just a thought. Just a thought, y'all. The next thing we can do to kind of overcome this fear of missing out is to have an attitude of gratitude. This is like a very common phrase because it rhymes, it's cute, but don't just take it and write it down on a sticky note, but really embrace it. Really challenge yourself to be grateful for everything the Lord has provided for you and the situations that the Lord has removed you from. We need to establish an attitude of gratitude. And even as I'm saying it right now, I'm becoming so much more peaceful about the things I'm quote unquote missing out on this weekend. I'm, I'm becoming, I feel it. Like as I'm thinking about how grateful I am for the opportunity to work this weekend, the opportunity to watch my sisters, the opportunities to study and to learn and to challenge myself and to be at home with my family, like enjoy a family fun-filled weekend, Easter with my family, I'm, I'm already feeling more happy about this, the situation, okay? So try to practice gratitude. Another thing we could do is, you know, be intentional in enjoying the things that you are doing. I feel like that's the, the thread throughout this whole message is enjoy your present. Whatever you're doing, focus on enhancing it, getting better at it, doing it well. Like don't just have FOMO, okay, you miss an event, let there be something positive that comes out of it. Don't just lie in bed all day and sulk like, oh, I didn't go. Do something productive with that time. So you're like, okay, I didn't go, but at least I covered three chapters. At least I finished my paper. At least, you know, like I went to Good Friday service with my family. You know, make something come out of it. Like make another memory for the memory you missed. <clears throat> And lastly, understand that there's always next time, child. There's always next time. Sure, Fat might not be pregnant on the next tour. She might not be nine months big, but there's always next time. They're not going to stop making music, right? 
Um, your friends are always around, your true ones at least. Those who matter, there will always be an opportunity for next time. That's all I really have to say about FOMO. I hope this um, rooted conversation encourages you to not push these emotions away, not negate the fact that you're feeling sad or anxious because you're missing out on something, but to take it and to cultivate it into something good. You you determine your outcome. Just because you're handed like ugly cards doesn't mean you can't make a good play out of them. So we got to be intentional. We got to be purposeful. We got to have an attitude of gratitude and just know that you're not alone. I'm, I'm being real vulnerable with you right now telling you that I've been sad. Like I've been sulking. I've been st- I've been really annoyed with myself um, because of what I'll be missing this weekend. But as I'm telling you guys, I'm telling myself that I'm going to challenge myself to take this emotion and to grow from it. And that's all we can do. jumping into the segment of the podcast where we reflect. This is our reflection point for today. I'm really, really, really enjoying Beyonce's gracious, gracious gift to us, okay? I will admit I have not seen the Homecoming documentary on Netflix because, you know, I feel like I want to, like I said, I've been prioritizing um, my purpose over pleasure. So that would definitely be two hours of pleasure that I don't necessarily have yet to give to Netflix. But when I do, I'll be watching it. But what I have been blessed by is a live album, whatever homecoming music product that she has blessed us with, okay? The queen, like I, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. This woman is, is everything, okay? Like I don't even care how, <sighs> this woman is too much. She is too much, you guys. And anyways, let me not get carried away. Let me not geek out over the entity that is Beyonce. I'm trying so hard not to geek out right now, but there's a point here. I'm, I'm pulling out a reflection point from all of this. I wanna say, can we can we take a, a walk down memory lane? All right, let's go back. TBT, Throwback Thursday. Let's go back or Flashback Friday, whenever y'all hear this, or way back when Wednesday, who knows? Anyways, this time, around this time last year, I had my life all messed up, okay? Like, I was not prioritizing my purpose over pleasure. I was doing really unplanned things in order to catch Beachella live. Like I wanted to be there in the moment at the right, at the exact time that was occurring in California. So I sacrificed my responsibilities at work. I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed, like I sacrificed everything. I went through illegal ways. I was spying through YouTube. I was like, I was really doing the most in order to avoid my FOMO that I knew would have really been heavy on my spirit if I missed this performance at that time. Now, the reflection point comes from this. 365 days later, 
I'm here, I'm sitting here recording this podcast wanting to say sorry. Sorry to my employer, sorry to my sister, sorry to my friends, sorry to my responsibilities that I neglected because I thought I would die if I didn't, I was, if I didn't experience Beachella. And here we are a year later with the whole experience and honestly even better than it was the way I experienced it a year ago. Because a year ago, there was a lot of a lot of sweat, like a lot of struggle trying to do this in such an underground way. Like I just, and it took, it was very stressful trying to catch a whole performance and I had to catch it like in bits and pieces and I was trying to like, like it was very bootlegged for lack of better words, right? And now, this gift that she's given us, to be honest, is a thousand times better. A thousand times better than the way I experienced it last time. And mind you, I did not even see it on Netflix yet. This is just from me listening to it nonstop. Listening to it, just run through, run through, run through, just listening to it. This, The way I'm feeling right now is just from my auditory senses. Eh? Imagine when I see it, the way I'm going to fall out. I'm going to fall out because... My voice is even a little shaky. Like I've been coughing all morning because of how much I have been screaming in the car to these tunes. Like I have, oh, anyways, let me, okay, let me wrap it up. Okay, this week's reflection point is just to reiterate the point that this emotion of FOMO can lead to destruction and it can lead to unnecessary destruction. So let us be mindful when we risk the feeling and the potential that FOMO can have in bringing out our true colors in a negative way, okay? Like, let's just be careful. Let's have an understanding that if Queen Beyonce herself, if Queen Beyonce herself can say, hey, there's always next time. There's a next time for you. What else? Who who else is going to tell me that there's not a next time? Who else is going to make me feel like I'm going to be missing out on something ever again? Nobody. Ab. So, literally, no one, no one. Don't be discouraged by the fear of missing out. When you feel that feeling, remember what Beyonce has done for us. Remember, do not ever forget what she has done for you, okay? And just understand and reflect on this point that there is always a next time. All right, so we are wrapping up this podcast. We have come to my favorite segment of the podcast, Gineshine. Today's Gineshine is going to Riley Dahl. Riley is an incredible spirit, a beautiful, talented, powerful woman that I have to, I must, like I have to celebrate her and shout her out and encourage you guys to run to her podcast. Riley has a podcast titled Pink Plight. And let me just read you the bio real quick. Pink Plight refers to the hardships women endure. Pink, making reference to one's vagina, while plight is pretty self-explanatory. You don't need certain body parts to be a woman. It's more of possessing a particular spirit that makes you one. This podcast will be discussing a lot of specifics and experiences 
had when having a female reproductive system. Created to educate, unite, and comfort, Pink Plight is here as a tributary to the ocean of passions and interests out there and will explore a multitude of topics. The foundation of this project is women's health-based, but will grow into a variety of subjects and interviews. Thank you for listening. So that's her little intro to the podcast. And I just wanted to add, Riley is being extremely raw and extremely vulnerable and open when she's talking about her testimonies and her story and her journey in this podcast. I believe and I have 100% confidence in this podcast that it's going to touch many lives, like hundreds and thousands of lives. (sighs) Riley girl, do not stop. This podcast has opened my eyes so much, has taught me so much, and she's only four episodes deep, you guys. So you guys have time to binge, listen, to catch up. And I trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. You want to follow her. You want to follow her on this journey. You want to follow her into her healing. You want to experience breakthrough as she experiences breakthrough. You want to grow with her as she grows. You want to overcome with her as she overcomes. Riley, I'm so proud of you. I'm encouraged by you. I am looking up to you and I know that you are going to change lives through sharing your story and you are impacting so many women in more ways than you know. So whether you are a woman who is going through reproductive issues or who has ever experienced reproductive issues, um, especially with your gynecologist or your physician or just your body playing tricks on you, please listen if that is you. Please listen if that is not you so you can become more aware of the pink plight. Go listen, subscribe. Her information will be in my episode notes. All right, that's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with me, as always. I hope you will return for the next episode of Rooted with Yams. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to follow, keep up with me, definitely find your way to my Instagram page. It is what it has always been, yams and potatoes. Of course, the information will be in episode notes. If you have a rooted conversation that you would like to explore or you have a reflection point you'd like to share, something you've been meditating on, or you have someone you want to shout out, email me at rootedwithyams at gmail.com. Thank you so much for all your feedback. Um, That's all, you guys. That's all for today. Bye-bye.